Welcome to Mindful Moments of Mars. Mindful Moments of Mars is an audio experience where Gahand Jedagathal and Gek, the Kaldene of the Fields of Lud, fight people. And it's, it's very exciting and full of violence. That's what it is currently, but more generally, it is uh, an audio experience where we use the writings of Edgar Rice Burroughs. I put on a very serious face to tell you this. It's an audio experience where we use the writings of Edgar Rice Burroughs to explore mindfulness. And you might think, because we're 160-something episodes in, is there that much about mindfulness to explore? Is mindfulness not, not really simple and you just kind of sit there? That's mindfulness? Yes and no. It's, it is that. But also, you can talk about it a lot and swing back and forth between making it seem more complicated and less complicated. And then whenever people start to say, oh, yeah, I think I get it, then you say something like, no, you don't really get it because actually it's more complicated than that. And like, oh, okay, I'll try harder. And then you say, actually, if you're trying harder, then you're even further from it. So they can't win. Mindfulness is really hard. Um, but if you think it's hard, then you, you're wrong. So um, that's kind of a good summary of it so far. Let's get back to the story. This story is called um, The Chessmen of Mars. And the the characters of Gek and Gahan are on their way to rescue Tara, who has been captured by Lud. So let's see what's happening. Look not upon the eyes of Lud, warned the Caldene, or you are lost. Within the chamber, Gahan saw Tara of Helium in the clutches of a mighty body, while close to the wall upon the opposite side of the apartment crouched the hideous, spider-like Lud. Instantly the king realized the menace to himself and sought to fasten his eyes upon the eyes of Gahan, and in doing so he was forced to relax his concentration upon the Rikor in whose embraces Tara struggled, so that almost immediately the girl found herself able to tear away from the awful headless thing. As she rose quickly to her feet, she saw for the first time the cause of the interruption of Lud's plans, a red warrior. Her heart leaped in rejoicing and thanksgiving. What miracle of fate had sent him to her? She did not recognize him, though, this travel-worn warrior in the plain harness which showed no single jewel. How could she have guessed him, the same as the scintillant scintillate scintillant creature this is the same word that was used earlier in the book that i had trouble pronouncing how could she have guessed him the same as the scintillant creature of platinum and diamonds that she had seen for a brief hour under such different circumstances at the court of her august sire lud saw gek following the strange warrior into the chamber oh okay so so lud is now going to speak Strike, strike him down, Gek, commanded the king. Strike down the stranger, and your life shall be yours. Gahan glanced at the hideous face of the king. Seek not his eyes, screamed Tara in warning, but it was too late. Already the horrid hypnotic gaze of the king Caldene had seized upon the eyes of Gahan. The red warrior hesitated in his, his stride. His sword point drooped slowly toward the floor. Tara glanced toward Gek. She saw the creature glaring with his expressionless eyes upon the broad back of the stranger. 
she saw the hand of the creature's rykor creeping stealthily toward the hilt of his dagger. And then Tara of Helium raised her eyes aloft and poured forth the notes of Mars's most beautiful melody, the Song of Love. See what she's done. See what Tara has done. So, what's the situation? We have a room with tunnels coming out of it in various directions. In one one part of the this is theater of the mind stuff. If you're familiar with uh, with tabletop role playing games, I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a picture using the theater of the mind and and lay out where all the all the NPCs and and player characters are. Lud is a, a, a long, tall head on spider legs, and he's in one part of this room. He's got a huge mustache, and he's pa- purple, I think. And he has, hypno- hypnotic- hypnotic- he has hypnotic eyes, so we can imagine them as swirling, uh, like, barber pole pattern thingies twisting around in his eyes. He has a very tall muscular body which he's now disconnected from which recently was struggling with tara and she's now kicked that off her and that that body's just useless on the ground because it's no longer being controlled by gek with his mind powers tara is free but still confined in this room gahan has charged in and he's so he's wearing such poor clothing compared to how he was dressed earlier that she hasn't recognized him Maybe he's also scuffed up a little bit. I'd imagine he's scuffed up a little bit. He's been in the wilderness and he, he, he fell out of an airplane and landed on the ground without being hurt because of the wind. Um, he's now hypnotized, so we can imagine his eyes are also spinning around uh, in his head. And Gek, who is also a spider head thing, but smaller than Lud, and is attached to a body, another uh, muscular uh, perfect body by Edgar Rice Burroughs' um, judgment, and um, is sneaking up behind Gahan. And we don't know exactly where Gek's loyalties lie. Is Would Gek be tempted to kill Gahan because Lud has told him, you know, he'd be freed if he did so? Tara, sensing that she can't trust Gek, and why should she? Gek is not, has not endeared him, himself to her very much. She sings, knowing that that's his weak spot, that he will be enamored with her song of love and it'll uh, soothe the savage beast, as it were. Um, That's what's going on. And that's where we will continue tomorrow. So let's, let's all close our eyes and try and imagine those uno, dos, tres, cuatro, four characters in that configuration, in that small room, and uh, they all, we've had one round of combat, and it has ended, and uh, tomorrow we'll begin a new round, and it'll be very exciting, but for now, we'll close our eyes, unless you're driving, or doing something that requires you to have your eyes open, Um, listen, if you're driving, um, I don't know, should, is, maybe this, audio experience is too exciting and might distract you from driving so so consider not listening to it consider becoming part of the volros just temporarily and if you are a volro and you're driving and um, that's fine um, but you won't know me you won't know that i'm telling you it's fine you'll you'll you don't even know who i am although i 
who know who does know who I am? I never really introduced myself on this audio experience for some reason. Um, what am I going to say? Just be mindful, okay? And if you're thinking, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I'm good at being mindful. No, it's actually really easy. And like, oh yeah, I think I'm starting to get it. No, you're not. It's actually really hard. It's really difficult. You know, it's, you know you just the important thing is that you keep coming back to me for mindfulness advice. And at no point do you feel like, yeah, I think I got this on my own. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. Thanks. That's the key to 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 uh, um, running a service that um, requires people to come to you for for mindfulness. It's making them think that they don't understand it. Um, that's a bit cynical. Listen, a lot of people out there trying to help people by being mindful. It's a good thing. Um, you know. But maybe at some point they'll get it and they don't need to uh, keep using the service. I don't know. Listen, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to kick up a fuss here. I'm not trying to cause any trouble. Let's all take a breath.